Welcome to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers. And in the words of Gabby Hayes, you're darn Judy. There you go. And you know, I was just thinking, what if we had more the cowboys than lawyers? <laughs> What, what if we the, had the sheriff? The, what's he saying? The sheriff is near. <laughs> near, near. No, I said. You know, what if we had more cowboys than we had lawyers? Wouldn't it be a better world? You know, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I really think. Can, can you imagine seeing the the advertisements on the bus benches and on the sides of the buses? There's all those accident lawyers doing Buckaroo it now. Bob. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so, and TV lawyers on TV, the Cowboys could be advertising on TV yeah. for their, their stuff. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. I'm Harry Alexander. Bunker yes, de France are. is here. Yes, yeah, yeah. Todd Roberts is in Los Angeles. Yes, he is. And gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. The usual cast of characters using, is with us. You're using your words very casually. There. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't resemble. I try my best. We don't resemble those remarks. Today's no. program, uh, you know, and I forgot to do a Facebook uh, uh, promo <laughs> because well, I saw the one thing and says, you know, it is said what if on yeah, our basic site. But I'm moving, and so I just got wrapped up, literally. In boxes and uh, did not have a chance. So what to. happens if you're moving? If you're moving, yeah, I'm moving all right. We got we're at, we're we're moving on. we're at the uh, tampons and nuclear warheads box. Yeah, um, that's uh, everything that uh, doesn't have a proper label. If you you go near it with the Geiger counter, both of the box ticks. Watch out. <laughs> so let me just let me offer myself to you, Harry, right here and now, all to right. you and Mrs. Harry. Okay. I show up with a bottle of bourbon. I'm going to make the whole move go a lot better. You know you will. I'm it just will, will, yeah. Will grease the side. I'll yeah. tell you what. When we move, yeah, back she to, might hit me in the head by the end of the day with a frying pan, but that's okay because I won't feel it. When we when we moved back to Tucson from Key West, had all my pirate friends come over, Arr. and because uh, I had to get the trailer ready to go, right? Yeah. And so the we bring in the backslide. The main salon slide, the motor got burned out and something, so it has to be manually done. So all my pirate friends came over, and there's like 15, 20 guys, right, and gals, and they're all taking turns with singing hit, shanties, singing shanties, hitting rum, and doing the crank of the slide out. So it, sells me so it goes, so it goes sli- sliding in. <laughs> it didn't take very long for that to happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that cool. was great. Love it. Anyway. Today's program. We are going to be uh, taking the role on as casting directors today. Yes. We are playing What If, yes. and uh, what if uh, so-and-so got uh, the part to such-and-such movie over so-and-so other movie. I forgot to turn on or something. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah no, we're officially not, on no, the air. For those of you who are not watching us <laughs> on the air, because uh, we are radio, Harry just turned on the, the on-the-air on sign. sign. It's huge, it's big, and it's beautiful. It's on the air. All right, before we get to uh, playing casting Can't director... Can't you hear it? I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's that 60-cycle hum. Hurts for you new people. Um, uh, coming up on the 23rd of this month through the 25th, that's next uh, Friday through Sunday, it'll be the 30th reunion of the movie Tombstone. 
How about that stuff? How Down about, in Tombstone. Down in Tombstone. Uh, who's where, did, where, did, where was it about? Well, it, you know, it was about... Uh, who, who starred in that? Uh, hmm? Who starred in that? Val Billy Kilmer? Bob Thornton. Bill, Bo, Val Kilmer. Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton. Here we have to recast Peter Scirocco. Uh, what if we recast Tombstone? Harry Carey Jr. Yeah, we'll recast Tombstone when we get to it. Okay. Anyway, coming up, uh, you can meet the stars Dana Wheeler-Nicholson. She played Maddie Earp. Uh, Michael Bean is uh, Johnny Ringo. Um, we got uh, Tom McClary down there. Peter Scirocco will be there. He was Texas and Jack Vermillion. Yeah, and uh, Chris Mitchum uh, was the ranch foreman. That's all happening at uh, Tombstone, and if you... Uh, There'll be all kinds of talks and... Yeah, and point, point your web browser point your web browser to uh, 30th anniversary of Tombstone, and I'm sure you'll find information, because I don't have any website here on this oh, okay. thingy to uh, tell us what it's okay. all about. Well, so, that's what's coming up there. You got any more news? I've got my what-ifs. I have zero okay. in the way of news. Well, I've got after and before the news. Did okay. I call it that? Because it, basically I'm trying to cover what's coming up in the next week and what happened in the last week. You're trying to cover You're trying to cover the bottom half of the saddle there, aren't you? Yeah, I'm getting both sides, <laughs> the sweaty side and the dry side. But uh, on the 15th, which is past, that's last week, my... Bill Ketching had a birthday. He was an old stuntman, coordinator, uh, mentor, good man. Uh, this coming Sunday is Father's Day. Mm-hmm. So all you folks out there, treat your dads well. And all you dads, be manly and raise your kids right. There you go. And on the 19th is uh, Harry Lauder's birthday. He was yep. born in 1914. Yep. One of the top uh, henchmen, good actor. Yep. Uh, on the 20th. That's Audie Murphy's birthday. By golly, it is. Yes, it is. And then the 21st, and this is close to my heart, is National Indigenous Day in Canada. Okay. Honoring their Native Americans that they that they just crapped over forever <laughs> and are still doing. And then also it's summer solstice. Well, I love that day because from that from that day on, the days start getting shorter. Yes, they I do. I like short days. And whose birthday is it today, Bunker? Uh, not mine. No, no, no. It's not Nola's. That's no, Tuesday. No. Oh, happy birthday, Nola. Yeah. Happy birthday, Nola. Tuesday. Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Yeah, I, I wanted to sing her happy birthday in the market today, but she, she wouldn't let me do it. We could sing her happy so, birthday now. We could now. sing her happy Muppet birthday. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. I think that's a great idea. Happy yeah. birthday, Muppet Noah. Muppet Noah. Muppet Noah. We could also. Happy birthday, Noah. Happy birthday to you, we Cookie do. Monster. The we, Cookie Monster. She is the Cookie Monster. You realize that? We, we could also do the birthday dirge. Happy birthday. <laughs> Oh, this is, this is the world's shortest happy birthday song. Happy birthday to you. Yep, it is. Uh, that Today is Robert Taylor's birthday. Oh, that's right. You, you worked with Robert Taylor, yes, didn't I you? Yes, I did. And you worked with Audie Murphy. I worked with Audie Murphy. Both great guys to work. Taylor, he was, he, you know, it's funny because so, so many actors, when they're working on a show, they're either off in the honey wagon or they're over there, you know, buddying up with the director or the, the good-looking female lead. 
Taylor would take his uh, director's chair and he would walk, put, you know, when they, they always had an area for the extras, right? And he would go out and put it down right in the middle of the extras area. And that's where he'd sit <laughs> when he wasn't working. I bet they were surprised. Yeah, no, around here, you know, very little surprised. Okay. Of course, not, most of us weren't bright enough to be surprised, so it was... Well, both actors did some most excellent uh, movies, and of course, Murphy, the most decorated yes. uh, soldier in World War II. And well, Nola's dad, uh, he had two favorites, John Wayne, of course, and his other favorite was Audie Murphy. He loved Audie Murphy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Want me to kind of explain what we're doing? You got anything bit? more that you're... I, I, that's, that's me. That's everything. Oh, and coming oh no, up? I do have one more thing. All right. I've got... This is this is kind of an obituary, honorum. Uh, Cormac McCarthy, the writer, he passed away on the 13th. And this guy was a very important writer to Western the Western world. He, was, uh, he died in Santa Fe, by the way, but he was a novelist, playwright, uh, screenwriter. Uh, he had uh, some very notable books, Satri in 79, Blood Marinian, uh, the Border Trilogy, which included All the Pretty Horses, The Crossing, City of the Plains, No Country of the Old Men, which almost everybody's familiar with, The Road, uh, which was also a Pulitzer Prize winning novel, Child of God, Outer Dark, and uh, just, you know, he just, he was, he was so important to write, and he wrote, he wrote some really dark, bloody, uh, they were so dark, and sometimes they were almost obscene hmm. in the, in the, you know, not in the not in the sexual way, mm-hmm. but in the the just the he was evil, down, he evilness was, of nature and human nature. He was gritty. Oh, he was awful. <laughs> God, yeah, very gritty. Greek tragedy in the West, really. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yes. Yes. Describe what we're doing today, Bunker. Okay, well, we're doing what if, as Harry said, you know, we're playing casting director, but what we're doing is we're kind of putting, throwing casting on its head. <laughs> I'll just give you a quick idea. Some of the guys that we would like to cast, because every casting director has a list of mm-hmm. people, actors they'd like to work with. Well, we're working with, this is for the leads in Western movies that have been made and then some that didn't get made but could should have. But we got guys like Wally Cox who could have played the John Wayne part in The Searchers. <laughs> uh, we've got the Three Stooges, uh, Morrow and Hardy, and Abbott and Costello doing the Magnificent Seven. Or the, guys or, like, or, or the Marx Brothers. Or the, well, the Marx Brothers. <laughs> we got guys like Pinky Lee, Jackie Gleason, How, Howdy Doody, Mickey Rooney, Billy Barty, Marjorie Maine for all the sexy female leads, the Marino O'Hara parts, uh, Andre the Giant. That's kind of kind of what we're going like. But we're also going to go in and look at some of the movies that were cast and who some of the actors that were cast and, and were considered for casting, and some of the actors that were cast and then walked, dropped out for one reason or another. Kind of a behind-the-scenes uh, peek into the world of casting. Why don't you start then? Why don't I start? Oh, you, you okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Let me see here. i got so many goodies here. I know you do. Oh, God. Yeah, I love this stuff. Okay, well, let's just just deal with Django Unchained because that's something pretty recent and almost everybody's uh, familiar with. 
I won't go through the cast list of people here because I've got like almost 20 people who see us on the whole card. Yeah, but basically, who was in it? Yeah. You know, just to I'll give you a quick, quick background. Yeah. It's a movie about a few years for the Civil War. Uh, a German bounty hunter uh, teams up with a slave. We thought the bounty hunter was Christopher Waltz. The slave was Jamie Jamie Fox, uh, and they're looking for Fox's wife, who was who was kidnapped and is now owned by Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, an evil bee uh, bird uh, plantation owner. But anyhow, uh, Tarantino when they started, Tarantino originally wanted Will Smith for the part. And then later on, even in the casting process, he was looking at Sasha Baron Cohen for the part of Scott Hominy, which was uh, he, he dropped out because of timing, but the role was also cut from the film, so that didn't make any difference. Now, Kevin Cosner, he wanted him for the part of Ace Woody. Uh, there was a schedule conflict there. The part was merged with another part, uh, the part of Billy Crash, and that was played by Walter Groggins. And then Kirk Russell was also wanted at one time for the part of Ace Woody, signed, and he left the project, and they never did give a reason why. Huh. That's, that's, that's the serious side of it. Now, would we like to recast the movie? I'm, I'm suggesting uh, Step and Fetch It for the uh, Jamie Foxx role. Todd, you got any casting uh, well, Yeah, I, you know, uh, yeah, Stephen uh, Fetchett, uh, yes, uh, and, uh, and I would also at this point in time say that Rochester should have played the uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, oh, no, 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 Snowflake. Well, they're both great guys. Okay, Snowflake. Well, you know, Sergeant sure, Schultz, Snowflake, I can't remember his actual name. John Banner. John Banner. He should Banner. have played... John yeah. Banner. Yeah, he should have played the Christopher Waltz, the German bounty hunter. Yeah. yeah. As you can see, this is a very serious, yeah. very yeah, serious yeah, yeah, process. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. And who would play DiCaprio? God. I'm thinking... Well, I think... Brad Pitt. I hear, let me throw this one out to you. Let me let me throw out this scenario to you. Uh, it's a little farcical, but uh, what the heck. Uh, the character that Leonardo DiCaprio plays in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the actor, mm -hmm. uh, Dalton, that character should have played the character that he played in Django Unchained. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So follow me here. Rick Dalton, as an actor, if he was a real person, should have played that part. Yeah. Because he would have been um, just, right uh, yeah. shall I say, uh, full of it enough to have played that guy and been evil enough to play that guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also, also, I'll just give you a, a quick rundown. Some of the actual actors that did work cast and worked on it, because there's some interesting names here. I'm going to skip a bunch, but Don Johnson, uh, yeah. Franco Nero, Tom Wopat, yeah. Don Stroud, Russ Tamblin, Amber Tamblin, uh, Bruce Dern, uh, Lee Horsey, Jonah Hill, uh, Michael Bowen, Robert Carradine, who we're hoping to have on the show here pretty soon, and uh, Michael Parks and Tarantino himself. And you know, we can also we can also recast some of these things with some actual real actors if we want. We can do anything we want. It's our show. There you there you go. 
Okay, well, what's next? What do you got, Harry? Well, I, I truly don't have anything. Uh, Come on, I, I'm, Harry. I'm, I'm thinking, well, you know. Well, go back to some old you went, 30s B. No, you went with, you know, uh, the Magnificent Seven, uh, Abbott and Costello, Laurel and Hardy, and I chose the Marx Brothers. Yeah. Well, uh, let's break it down. There. You know, who, which, which, which one would be, you know, who would be Yul Brynner? Uh, Harpo. Harpo, okay, that's interesting. See, I was thinking for you, Brenner, uh, uh, Curly, because he's ball-headed. Yeah, he I is. mean, he, 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 he physically, with the top of the head, he fits the role. Yeah, okay, 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 okay. Well, Todd, who would you, which one of those guys would you throw in there? <laughs> And why? Well, why? I, I, I would, I would put Groucho in the, in the part of Chris, the Buell Brenner, because he has the most dialogue. And, oh, yeah, um, you, you know, and then I would, and then I would probably put uh, uh, Larry, uh, from the Three Stooges in the part of Finn, the, the Steve McQueen part. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, and, now, who would play, who would play Colbert? Uh, well, Coburn would probably be played uh, by um, uh, Shep. Yeah. Shep. Now, the don't part. forget something here. We cannot. We can't leave out uh, Calvera. I was just going to say the Eli that. Yeah. Parrot. Who would play Calvera? You know, and Laurel and Hardy. Well, I think Stan Laurel. Well, I, I think Stan Laurel as Calvera. You know, uh, would have been very interesting choice, uh, to say the least. Uh, you know, Ollie could uh, be Charlie Bronson. <laughs> well, yeah, he could. Bernardo, Bernardo, Jim <laughs> Black, what you doing? <laughs> uh, okay, well, let's. Okay, we're, we got we got Robert, we got Robert Vaughn yet. Uh, Let me, by the way, really cross over the line here and try to offend as many people as possible. Okay. But let me make a second choice here, and let me take. The Alfonso Arau, the actor Alfonso Arau, and his character in Three Amigos as El Guapo, and take that character Uh and insert him Uh as Calvera in in The Magnificent Seven. You know, and that's what you guys doing? Are you trying to make fun of me? You know, that's exactly how they cast. They look at they look at a movie. Because uh, like uh, Jamie, uh, Jamie Sanchez in the Wild Bunch, uh, yeah. they orig- originally wanted Robert Blake. He signed to do it and then had to drop out. And and they wanted some other people. And Peckinpah wanted Sanchez, Jamie Sanchez, because he had seen him in a movie. And he said, "Yeah, it's Jamie Sanchez or no movie." I mean, he was gonna gonna walk over what really is the minor the minor guy of the gang. Here's another option. So Here's another option. Uh, Richard Dimitri. Uh, <laughs> ah, ah, ah. And for those now who... Now we're getting serious. Which, which character? Uh, well... Uh, uh, Brad Dexter? No, Roman uh, Roman Maroney from the movie Johnny Dangerously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, oh, which one is the and, next and you know, I know him. I used to smoke cigars with him. Did you really? And every time I'd... Yeah, and every time I'd see him, I'd... He'd see me, and I'd see him. You know, I'd see him, and he'd see me coming, and I go, <laughs> "You, you fart suckers! You fart You fart <laughs> bursters! I'm going to kill you!" 
God. But I would, uh, I also, so one day I'm in the, uh, I'm in Hollywood and I'm in a car wash in Hollywood across from the Director's Guild. And I, I used to go to this car wash all the time. I used to see all sorts of celebrities there. I once saw uh, Rick James in that car wash, God rest his soul, in his big, huge Lincoln uh, black Fleetwood. Wow! And he couldn't find his keys. Oh, but no. he had driven the car into the car wash and somehow, for some reason, Turned the engine off, pulled the keys out, and lost his keys in the car. Nice. <laughs> so just imagine, it's, it's, by the way, this also goes to the subject of our show, because you're saying the Three Stooges, the Marx Brothers, uh, Laurel and Hardy. So now let's add in the Seven Dwarfs. So you've got Rick James in his car with seven guys from the car wash ripping the car apart. And they're like the seven dwarfs, and they're out. Hey, what do you look? Look at this. No, look at this. What is this? Why is this here? And they're all scrounging through the car, looking for everything. And he's like, No, don't look there. Leave that alone. And it was just a, yeah, it's just a circus. So one day I'm there, and I'm walking through, and I see Alfonso Oral from the Wild Bunch. He's one of uh, Mapachi's two lieutenants. And, of course, he's El Guapo uh, in uh, The Three Amigos. Right. And, of course, he is also the director of Like Water for Chocolate. Right. Oh, what a good movie. So I see him, and I, yeah, and I see, I see him, and I, he's talking, he's got this young, pretty Latin gal with him, and, and they're talking and so on, and I walk up and I said, excuse me, Mr. Oral, I just want to tell you that I'm a really big fan, you know, I, I, I couldn't hate you any more than I did in The Wild Bunch. I couldn't laugh any more than seeing you in The Three Amigos. And I just loved, I, I just loved uh, 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 Like Water for Chocolate. And he looks at me and he goes, You like my movie? And I said, Yes, I loved your movie. Yes. Wow, you know my movie? I said, I sure do. I like that movie. He goes, what you like about my movie? I said, well, I, I just love the fact that the how the youngest child uh, was just pre, you know, from the moment of birth had been preordained to not have a life and be made to take care of the mother uh, and was never allowed to get married, never allowed to leave home and so on. But the oldest child uh, was a uh, gun-toting, tequila-drinking revolutionary of a woman. Right. And he goes, yes, I I don't know which one I like more. <laughs> and I thought to myself, yeah, yeah, this is the whole point. This is the dichotomy of life. Uh, yeah. He was just, he couldn't, and then he looks over at the, the woman that he's with, he goes, oh, you must meet my assistant, Isabella. <laughs> and she's like, hello, how are you? Nice to meet you. And he and I are just loud and boisterous and verbose Everyone in the car wash is looking at us, and you know it was one of those moments where I got to I got to be in the presence of somebody who made some films that had a great impact on nice. me. So uh, yeah, all yeah. right, we got to do. We're way over. We got to do our uh, first commercial break okay. here on Emil Franzi's Voices of the what West. What if they buy our product? In... Okay, never mind. well, <laughs> we'll be back with much more after these messages. 
Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Are you looking for a smart way to invest your hard-earned dollars? Look no further than Wilkinson Wealth Management. This is an investment firm that works for you based on your expectations, not what the stock market says. This is a firm that wants you as a client, not just as a customer. This is a firm that lets you design a portfolio for when you need it. It's a new name, but the same great service you've come to expect. I, Miss Wilkinson, is now Wilkinson Wealth Management. 7411 East Tank Verde in Tucson, 520-777-1911. Watch Old West silent movies anytime at VoicesOfTheWest.net All right, listeners, you like Westerns, right? You're darn to... I mean, you do listen to this program. So you want a chance to tell the rest of the world which Westerns you think are the best? I'm always ready to back up whatever I say. Here's how. Email us your picks for your top five Westerns. Tell us why you think those five were the best cowboy movies. You got any more you want to say on the subject? Each month, we'll pick one entry and offer you the chance to talk about your choices as a guest on our live stream and resulting podcast of the Voices of the West program. Pretty simple, right? We want to hear from you. We have our men scouring the valley. Email your list to bestwesterns, voicesofthewest at gmail.com. I guess that's all we need to hear. 26 men, carefully chosen for their courage and ability, formed the Arizona Rangers. Fame and public acclaim was not their objective. This is perhaps why the story of these 26 men has never been told until now. This is the Voices of the West. Been running around, seen many a town. So maybe you'll find I'm the kind of guy to brag. But listen to me and see if you don't agree. No melody rolls like that old steel guitar rag. We're back on Abel Francie's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker to France. Todd Roberts with you. We are streaming to you from the White Stallion Ranch, just north of Tucson. Yes, indeed. Our topic today is what if we're playing casting director? You know, what if we did a show playing nothing but those great tunes and we kept our yaps shut and everybody could enjoy the music. They can do that when the yaps are not going. Uh, uh, Any time 
uh, except between four and five uh, at voicesofthewest.net. Well, by golly, by we golly, need to remind there, people of that. <laughs> there's there there's an honest to goodness radio station there. Yeah. And uh, well, you know, it's funny you say that, Bunker, because my mother would have preferred that. Uh, she said that to me many times. I know I've told this story, but I'll tell it again. He, and I, I witnessed we it. Gotta, I, I can't. I can't. You know, Mom. I can't. I can't go today. It's too late in the afternoon. And I gotta do the show. What show? <laughs> well, Mom, I do this radio show. I've been doing it for over five years. You see me do the show. I've traveled with Harry. We hung out. Well, you know. I've got which show? The Voices of the West. Ah, yeah. I've been meaning to ask you about that. Um, so I don't understand. <laughs> You're saying to me that people tune in to listen to you. Yes, they do. Why? Because I can listen to you for free, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't ever consider doing it. In fact, I think you talk too much now. Yes. Yeah. Well, right. yeah, I've got a third category of what if here. All right. And this is what if. This is a movie that never got made, but what if it had gotten made? Is I think it would be great. It was a movie called Bunker, The Hostile. you and I, and it's it called movie. what? 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 What's it called? The Hostiles. Not the, the one, Hostiles. Not the one that was... Uh, that was done here a couple of years ago, which was a good movie, I think. But it yes. was, uh, Clint Eastwood wanted to make it, and uh, uh, Larry Cohen was the screenwriter, and he approached John Wayne to do the picture, the other guy. And basically it was a story about this gambler and this older rancher who they get in a poker game, and the gambler, Eastwood, wins half of the older guy, Wayne's Ranch. And they don't get along, and Wayne's very resentful, but they're partners now. Well, time goes by, and the hostiles, the hostiles are coming. And uh, Eastwood just sells out his half of the ranch and bails. So there's Wayne, you know, been abandoned to fight off the bad guys all by himself. And then Wayne, uh, Eastwood has a change of heart and comes back, you know, and they, they join up at the end. Uh, it was never made. But later, in uh, 2009, it was remade as a TV movie called The Gambler, The Girl, and The Gunslinger. And part of the reason that Wayne, Wayne actually, the first time he asked him, he turned him down. The second time he asked him, he was thinking about it, and uh, he saw High Plains Drifter. And he said, no, I don't want want anything to do with those kind of movies. And that was the end of that one. Wow. How, How about this movie? Would anybody recast this movie, Brokeback Mountain? Oh, oh, well, wait a minute. Yes, yes. I, the the okay, Jake Gyllenhaal part would be played by John Wayne, <laughs> and the other part would be played by Robert Mitchum. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think anybody would be. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, you know, I think it would probably make ten times the money the other one made, though. Because uh, uh, yeah. like people would just go out and just sure. Uh, Curiosity, or, or I'd be afraid. No, they'd be afraid. I know. Todd, what do you think? Well, I, I'm just going to be really uh, diplomatic here, and I, I not, and I know you both are going to be in shock when I say this. But <laughs> I don't want to offend anyone in my response to this film. Sure. So I'll just tell you this story. Uh, you know him, Harry. Harry uh, Bunker, I think you met him too. Uh, my good friend Chris Warren. Yeah who was born and raised a cowboy up in Sedona, Arizona, wears the cowboy hat every day. He's yep. worn his cowboy hat in 
72 different countries and his cowboy boots. Uh, and he only takes he only took his cowboy boots and his his hat off once. Wow! When he went into a Tibetan monastery in Nepal. Interesting. But he wears his cowboy hat every day, and gives me tremendous grief about not wearing my cowboy hat <laughs> whenever he's with me. But so he and I were. Uh, he came into town. He lives he lives in Santa Fe now, and uh, he came into town and. Two of his sisters live here, and they, for some reason, all have daughters. There are, I think there's one boy out of all of them. Mm. But the majority of them, it's a big crowd of women. And I know them all well, and I care for them greatly. And so uh, I, he said, come over and pick me up, and, and you and I will go hang out, because the girls want to go see a movie, and I don't want to go. And I said, okay. So I got over to the house, and... I, pit, I go in the house, I say hello to everybody, and his sister start giving him a lot of grief about why aren't you coming to the movies with us. And mm-hmm. They turned to me and they said, Todd, really? I mean, Chris is just being so impossible. We want to go see Brokeback Mountain, and, and we don't understand why he doesn't want to go. It's a movie <laughs> about cowboys, yeah, no. and he loves cowboys. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, girls, let me, let me just try to clarify a few things for you. First of all, these aren't cowboys, they're sheepherders. So they're not cowboys, they're sheepherders. But second of all, um, I've been wearing a cowboy hat, and your brother's been, your uncle, well, your brother or uncle has been wearing a cowboy hat for even longer, maybe 40 years, 50 years. And never once have I ever wanted to stick my tongue in his mouth. So I think we're leaving. (laughs) All right, we're going to take our next commercial break here on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. What if the topic. Gary Alexander, Bunker to France, Todd Roberts. We'll be right back. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year, we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. The Tucson Trap and Ski Club dates from 1948 and is now at 7800 West Old Ajo Highway. The club owns 80 acres and leases 300 more from Pima County that supports 50 trap fields, 15 ski fields, two five-stand fields, two sporting place courses with 12 stations each, a 9,000-square-foot clubhouse, 200 full-service RV hookups for members, and free Wi-Fi. This expansive facility gives enough room to host major national and international events annually, bringing thousands of people to the community. Check it out at TucsonTrapAndSkeet.com. You've got some cattle you want rustled but don't have enough henchmen of your own to do the job little lady up the road a piece won't strike a deal with you about water rights you out there come one step near and old best here'll spit right in your eye so you need to strike your own deal but you need the right henchman to do the job the stage is hauling a wells fargo box loaded with gold you've got the perfect spot to liberate that gold but blank henchman to pull off the job what to do you better start packing a handgun Call Red a Hench. We're a bad guy rental agency. We provide you with enough scruffy henchmen to tackle any job with specific directions. Just listen to what Red a Hench users have to say. Well, you know, when I joined Red a Hench, I was trained by Bud Osborne, Charlie King, and some of the best head henches there ever was. And I'm going to guarantee you that you cannot hench without the proper 
pinches around you. And that's just a gentle hinch. When you need sheer numbers of henchmen, call us. We specialize in stage holdups, water right disputes, squatter troubles, cattle rustling, and much more. Our rented henchmen may not be able to think their way out of a paper bag, but they sure can follow directions, and they won't sing to the law about you if they get caught. See our ad in the Saturday Evening Post or Harper's Weekly. Hey, not only that, when you're in the Long Branch and you want to go next door to Doc's to get that bullet out of your shoulder, get a Renahance to sit there on your place and keep your whiskey warm while you're gone. Renahance, when you need bad guys to do bad guy stuff so you can keep your hands clean. You let me do the work. This is Jerry, Geronimo Martin, and I am proud to tell you I am listening to the Voices of the West. We're back on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, Todd Roberts in Los Angeles. And uh, our topic today is uh, what if. Basically, we're playing casting director here and uh, recasting <laughs> recasting some movies uh, uh, with people that we think ought to be in them. <laughs> and some that, uh, well, who knows? Who, who was in them? Who was in them and shouldn't have been in them, uh, yeah. you know? A couple of those. Uh, and then we also we got a couple of movies that never got made mm-hmm. that they played with the casting and stuff like that. And we're you know basically we're, guys we're talking about movies uh, from the '90s, starting in the '90s that uh, um, and moving it uh, to uh, today as it were, and so uh, those are easier to recast because a lot of those guys weren't cowboys. Okay, that that let's let's explore that. Okay. That you you can't re- necessarily recast a John Wayne movie or a Jimmy Stewart movie necessarily. I did. I say, I mean, you can. I imagine, but well, of course, Wally Cox could do anything <laughs> Wayne did. Okay, so so <laughs> we're, we don't we're, we're you see t- Wally Cox in Red River. <laughs> Dunson. <laughs> you know, the fight with him and uh, Montgomery. Now that would be a, that would be a fair fight. Yeah, him yeah, right, Cliff, right, yeah. right. But he might win. But the the older westerns, uh, we're not we're not talking about those. We're just talking about the new stuff. And I want. I, I can and see I, where you're going. And I think Bunker, what you said is most of these guys aren't cowboys. Yeah. I think that that says it pretty much. What do you think, Todd? Well, uh, you know, I can't argue with the fact that it's hard for us to watch or any western fan to watch a film. Where a guy, you know, is sitting on a horse as if he's he's sitting in a, in a bus on, on a bus uh, in the back of a bus that smells horrible, and he has ants in his pants. Like we've seen that a thousand times. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, or he grabs a gun and he shakes it mm-hmm. at the uh, intended target of his pistol, mm-hmm. uh, and you know this process we've seen many times because we know that producers don't cast well some producers don't cast films based on 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 anything other than what they believe the uh uh the audience wants to see and the box office. And so they don't know what reality is. Yeah. That's true too. That's true too, Bunker. I mean, you know, I'll just I'll give you uh you know um I'll give you one example which is you know, how did Ricky Nelson get to be in 
Rio Bravo. Well, in this case, it turned out okay. Yeah. Because that scene where, first of all, he's good throughout the film, and he's he can handle the pistol well enough, and he can ride well enough that he pulls it off, and he's quick enough. But, you know, often we saw guys get put in films because they were hot at the time in Chip the eye of the public, Ray. and so on. But, you know, he works. But also, it's important to remember that from Rio Bravo, we have that great song, that great mm-hmm. duet between him, Dean Martin, and Walter Brennan yeah, on that was a period the harmonica. Too. It was actually actual yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So often it doesn't work because we're all looking at each other like, I, you know, I need to go to the chiropractor get my back adjusted after seeing some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But well, they didn't uh, have a big twenty-piece uh, orchestra behind them either. Yeah, so right. <laughs> well, that yeah, because you got two guys with golden voices who were acapella. But let me just throw out a scenario to you. Um, you know, we all love the Wild Bunch, and we all think it's a fabulous film. But you know, uh, that film was not supposed to be made the way it was made. Sam Peckinpah wanted, desperately wanted, Lee Marvin as uh, Pike Bishop, the William Holden character. Mm -hmm. And they uh, went through a lot of alcohol discussing that over many, many different visits, uh, because they were both living in Malibu at the time. And uh, one day, Lee Marvin made the bad choice of sharing with his agent, Mayor Mishkin, that he wanted to make this western with Sam Peckinpah. And Meyer Mishkin, who was also Cary Grant's agent, said, uh, no, you're not making that West- you're not making that film. And he argued with him back and forth and finally he said, Why not? And he said, Because you've made three violent shoot 'em ups in a row and you're not making a fourth. And on top of that, I've already committed you to another movie. And he said, What? What, Mother, you haven't told me about another movie? He said, yeah, I have. Um, well, maybe I haven't, but it doesn't matter. But wow. you're going to be in this musical called Paint Your Wagon. Wow. And and Lee Marvin goes, what? A mu- what are you talking about, a musical? I'm not going to be in a musical. I'm not going to sing. I'm not going to be in a musical. That's it. I'm done. And he says, well, uh, you're going to get a million dollars. To make Peyton Wagon. Mm-hmm. And at that point, he said, Well, I really don't like making this movie, but I'll take it. And I've told the story many times on the beach with Lee Marvin, yeah. where I sang yeah. uh, I'm Wandering Star. Right. And he looked at me and said, Kid, don't ever sing that song again. <laughs> he hated that song and he, he didn't like the role, but he gave it his uh, all. Yeah. So, and by the way, if you talk about a film that is historically correct to what mining was like in the 1840s, 50s, and 60s in California, Paint Your Wagon is the film to watch, because that's how it was. The other one that I'll mention is, uh, you know, the film Blazing Saddles. Uh, Originally, the Gene Wilder part of the Cisco Kid was given to Gig Young. I cannot and see Gig Young in that role. Also, they wanted John Wayne for that part. For, I can't see John Wayne in that role either. Yeah. So he they, gave oh, no. he gave it to Wayne Gig Young, be. and Gig Young showed up, and they shot for about they tried shooting for about a week, but Gig Young, unfortunately, uh, from 
abusing his body with alcohol uh, had the shakes so badly mm. uh, that his so hands shook. Frisco kid. <laughs> yeah, true. Frisco yeah, but kid. it was both hands and his head. Uh, yeah. And at that point, uh, literally, Mel Brooks tells the story. He said, "I, I told, I said, you, you, you can't, you, we can't do this. You need to go into, you need to go into rehab, and uh, we'll find somebody else. You need to go save yourself." And if you think about Gig Young in a film only 13 years before, like Death Set, with Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn, and how good-looking and virile he was, to such a point that he couldn't even hold himself together, it's a sad thing. I never could see Gig Young in a Western. Uh, I've seen Gig Young in uh, comedies and dramas and such, but I've never seen him in a Western, and, and really... Could, cannot, I've seen him in a couple, and I, he didn't. He I, didn't come I, across. I cannot envision him yeah. in, in a western. Well, let's go back to Wild Bunch for a minute. Yeah, I got a whole bunch of Wild Bunch stuff. I'll, just as a couple of behind the, the scene things that you just point out, because you know uh, William Holden playing Pike, and he's the hero in this. Well, Pike kills and leaves a badly wounded member behind. He also left a crazy Lee behind to get killed. So that's the kind of that's the kind of hero he mm-hmm. was. Now they used hundred and ten gallons of fake blood during filming. <laughs> that's a lot. But let's now let's move on to the casting. Uh, before casting uh, Holden, uh, Peckinpah considered Richard Boone, Sterling Hayden, Charlton Heston, Burt Lancaster, Lee Marvin, Robert Mitchum, Gregory Peck, Jimmy Stewart, and that Stewart's the only one I can't see in the part. Mm-mm. You know, but all the other guys I could see them playing mm-hmm. it. Uh, Marvin. But I could say to you, Bunker, you could, you can. I, for me, I can see uh, Jimmy Stewart in the part of Deke Thornton, the yeah. Robert Ryan part. Yeah, yes. well, that, I'm going to get to that here. Yeah. Okay, you you covered the. Paint Your Wagon story. Now, the first two choices for Deke Thornton, which were played by Robert Ryan, was Richard Harris and Brian Keith. Uh, Keith turned it down flat, and that, that created kind of a, a snit with Peckinpah and Keith. Uh, other people considered for that part was Henry Fonda, Glenn Ford, Van Heffler, Arthur Kennedy, and Ben Johnson, who was later cast as one of the Gorch brothers. Uh, considered for Dutch Engstrom, played by Ernest Borgnine, was Charles Bronson. And this is where the casting gets really strange. Jim Brown, uh, Alex Cord, I could see, Robert Culp, Sammy Davis Jr., Whoa! Okay. Uh, Richard Jekyll, Steve McQueen, George Papard, and Robert Brake was original choice for the part of Angel, and uh, was actually signed, and then it fell off. And then uh, Jamie Sanchez was was uh, which was uh, Peckinpah's choice. The studio said, "No, we don't want Peckinpah. I mean, we don't want Sanchez." And Peckinpah said, "I insist." Mm. And so that's that's what happened with the casting on that rascal. That's interesting. Yeah. That's behind the scenes, folks. Behind the scenes. And on that note, we're going to take our final commercial break. Behind the commercial. Behind the commercials. 
Right here on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Sounds like Ed Sullivan there for a moment. Right here on our stage. Topo Shisho. We'll be right back after this. The land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Are you looking for a smart way to invest your hard-earned dollars? Look no further than Wilkinson Wealth Management. This is an investment firm that works for you based on your expectations, not what the stock market says. This is a firm that wants you as a client, not just as a customer. This is a firm that lets you design a portfolio for when you need it. It's a new name, but the same great service you've come to expect. I, Miss Wilkinson, is now Wilkinson Wealth Management. 7411 East Tanker Verde in Tucson, 520-777-1911. Read classic Western comics anytime at VoicesOfTheWest.net. Hello, I'm Mr. Red. No doubt you've heard about rescue groups for dogs and cats, but did you know there's a rescue group for horses? That's right, it's called Horses Around Rescue. Founders Steve Boyce and Teresa Worrell are helping out all those equine victims of neglect and cruelty by giving them a place to restore their health and wellness. And Horse It Around provides a nurturing and natural environment where horses can be horses, so they can be adopted out into forever homes. More than 120 horses, mules, and donkeys have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horse It Around is a 501c3 nonprofit located in Southeast Arizona. Your tax-deductible donations to Horse It Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website, horseitaroundrescue.org. Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horseitaroundrescue.org. All right, listeners, you like Westerns, right? You're to... I mean, you do listen to this program. So you want a chance to tell the rest of the world which Westerns you think are the best? I'm always ready to back up whatever I say. Here's how. Email us your picks for your top five Westerns. Tell us why you think those five were the best cowboy movies. You got any more you want to say on the subject? Each month, we'll pick one entry and offer you the chance to talk about your choices as a guest on our live stream and resulting podcast of the Voices of the West program. Pretty simple, right? We want to hear from you. We have our men scouring the valley. Email your list to bestwesterns, voicesofthewest at gmail.com. I guess that's all we need to hear. What's all the excitement? couple of the boys hurt, that's all. Phil and Eddie. We served those papers and the old man put up a fight. Well, that takes care of Prentice on a felony charge. 
Prentice started the shooting, but somebody else fired the shots that hit him. I couldn't tell whether his neighbors or friends of his. I'll still say it was Prentice. I'll get out a warrant. Looks like you're doing all right around here, Mac. What do you want that old fellow's ranch for? Going to start raising beef? It's not what's on top of that land, Julie. It's what's underneath it that counts. You mean a gold mine? Something like that. This is the Voices of the West. been told of the men who fight for the six-gun gold. It's hard to get and it's hard to hold. They work and they slave and they skimp and they save for the glare of the daring six-gun gold. We are back on Emil Frenzy. Amo Francis' Voices of the West. What if I could yodel? I know. Gary Alexander Bunker to France doing his Ray Whitley impersonation. And Todd Roberts is in Los Angeles. Uh, today well, sir, if you could yodel, you'd have your own show. You know, I think so. I'd, Bunker, even, I'd even produce Bunker, it. Bunker, if you could yodel, yodeling you'd have your own show. show. Yodeling Bunker, yeah. I'd produce yeah. it. Okay. And, and, and you know what? You'd always hand out a free uh, serving of strudel afterwards. <laughs> oh, no. I, I, nothing's free. you got to yeah. pay for it. Yeah, <laughs> free with bunker? Come on, Todd. <laughs> got expenses, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. The lobster got to my head that Thank I ate you. with Noah. All right. Okay, so I got a little bit of a what if to throw out to quickly, you. Quickly, 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 because we uh, got a topic to go okay, out on. So, all right. So this this came about in the days of when I was studying acting with Terry Jastro, who made a. You studied very, acting? He did uh, for uh, eight years. What yes. happened? Uh, well, because I kept, I got tired of having to have my clothes dry clean from tomato juice because people threw tomatoes at me. Um, so I took, I, I took, uh, I, I took a class with uh, Terry Jastrow, who's married to the great Ann Archer, who was in the Jack Ryan movies, Patriot Games, and so on. Oh yeah, she, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And he also made a great modern day western with her called Waltz Across Texas based on the Bob Wills song mm-hmm. about wildcatters uh, looking for oil. And, um, Clipper you know, Wills. Yeah. And we, we I, you know, Terry was just a great guy. He was the guy with Rune Arledge who created the uh, television coverage of golf. Oh. I know that sounds crazy. No, no, no. That's when, very important. Yeah. Prior to Terry Jastrow and Rune Arledge, there was only one camera mm-hmm. at on covering golf. Yeah. And they created multiple camera angles for uh, the long shot, the close-in shot, the overhead shot, and so on. Rune Arledge and was a pioneer a in that stuff. I didn't know golf was a A pioneer and a god and a genius. Yeah. And Terry Jastrow was, should I say... His mechanic. All right. And I used to drive Terry to the airport. He'd look at me at class and go, hey, uh, can you drive me to the airport tonight? And I'd say, sure. So uh, I'd drive him to the airport, and we get into these different discussions about acting and actors and choices and so on. And one time we got into a chat about that, you know, I don't care how good of an actor you are. This was his point. I don't care how good you are that there are certain roles that just can't be done by certain people. Right, right, right. And I was like, you know, I was so full of myself that I loved to argue, which is what my father always said, you know, (laughs) that's why we have a frying pan in the cupboard. There you go. Uh, uh, And his point was is that Gary Cooper could never do Hamlet. Why not? 
and he said, "I'm not, and I'm not discounting uh, uh, Gary Cooper." And I Badly, said, "Yeah, maybe, you are. Yeah. You 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 are you are discounting uh, 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 Gary Cooper." He said, "No, I'm not, because you haven't heard the other half of my what I'm trying to make the point of." Lawrence Olivier, who did the greatest Hamlet of all time, other than John Barrymore, Lawrence Olivier couldn't do High Noon. There you go. And I went, "Wow, okay." You know what? I'll just stop talking here and keep driving. So <laughs> there you good, have it. That's a good lesson. I hope you learned it. <laughs> no, Bunker, I didn't yeah. learn it. Yeah. You, 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 you've met Nolan before. She's always rubbing her ears. She's All got right, a quick, lifetime supply of Q-tips. All right. We got, we got, Tara's quick, got a topic. Quick, we need to do yeah, this. Yeah, quickly. We need to get to this uh, final thing here. So finish it up, Todd. That's it. That oh, okay. All right. All right. We're going to recast... The 1993 Tombstone, with B movie actors. Yes, and your and who's your Wyatt Earp? Uh, my Wyatt Earp is William Boyd. Hop along, Cassidy. Happy to Earp. Happy Earp. Happy Earp. Yeah. Uh, Doc Holliday is Bob Steele. Yes, that's a good choice too. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, let's that's see. almost my darling Clementine. The other, uh, let's see, the other uh, brothers. We can do uh, well. John, Johnny Mac Brown needs to be in there for Morgan, one of those. Morgan or okay, good Morgan. Sorry, and uh, yeah. yeah, I guess we could throw in Tom Tyler. Okay, Tom Tyler, and of course for Old Man Clanton, that would be Charlie King, without a doubt. And for young, uh, young Clanton, young Billy Clanton, we get we're going to cast old. Uh, Bud Osborne. Bud, Bud Osborne. <laughs> and for I Clinton, we would put Glenn Strange. There you go. Oh, perfect, oh, perfect, 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 perfect. So let me tell you a quick story about uh, the film Tombstone and okay. White Earp. I had friends work on both. Uh-huh. And they We had one both. of the guys on this recently. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. But there were many others. And uh, there was a great article when... Tombstone had already come out, but White Earp had not been released yet. It was still being done. And there was a great article in the LA Times film section that proposed a tremendous what-if, which goes along with our show. The what-if was, what if both productions were able to put down their, uh, their arms, their guns, their swords, as it were, their knives, and decided to work together? There's and you took both scripts and you put them together. There's no you had movie. Both di- directors, you put them together. There's you no had mo- both cast. There's now, no movie. Obviously, Harry, <laughs> many people will lose out. And the Santa but Fe, might have, the Santa Fe might gang would have ended up running the whole Southwest <laughs> instead of right. the Tucson. But you might have had an interesting. Uh, you might have had a film that had more things right than things wrong yeah. because, as we've had a show on before, yeah. of. Things that Tombstone got right but got wrong, right, and right. Earp got right but yeah. got wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what? What if? Speaking of Wyatt Earp, the you know the Cosner one. What if we made it without Cosner? You know, <laughs> my wife and I. We, uh, again, we are moving, and uh, my wife and I cleaned out bunches of DVDs that we have. Wyatt Earp was one of. And them. I came across this uh, movie. That we got, it must have been from the uh, Walmart dollar bin. Um, it was Wyatt Earp starring Kevin Costner, <laughs> and I looked at that and it was unopened. Yes, hadn't been watched yet. 
And I threw it in the Goodwill bag. Well, it's never been opened. <laughs> it's never been Never open. will be. And I don't know if somebody will buy it or not. Oh, I'm sure. You know, Costner's they, got a lot hey, of fans. You hey, know. Costner's a great actor, no he question. Did, hey, Open Range, you one know, of the yeah. great westerns of all time. No question about it. You know, it, it, I it, hate to say this, but the Wyatt Earp poster is better than the Tombstone. Thank poster. you. No, it wasn't. No, yes, it was. Costner's, Costner's yes, it was. was better than, yeah, than yeah. Tombstone? Yeah, it was, yeah. No, yes. no. The poster. The, the poster. The artwork. The poster. The artwork. The poster oh, oh, and the oh, artwork. Yeah. The yeah, poster. But the, but the, as no, inter- not the as, movie. As entertainment. No. Oh. Well, but hold on a second. You do have, uh, I, I, I don't want to be argumentative, but I will be. Well, I will Dennis be too. Dennis Quaid as my uh, dander Dennis, up. Dennis Quaid as Doc Holliday uh, was magnificent. He was good. He was good. The he best Doc amazing. Holliday ever, though, was in Tombstone Rashomon, a local Tucson actor. Yeah, no kidding. That I think that guy was really, well, really y- good. We've talked about this before, and uh, I still say Victor Mature and uh, Jason Robards. I love, I love the best. Robards the best. was too darn old, but he was good. He was. He is the essence. Golly, he's good. When he, he was tells, the essence. And when I'm, he tells uh, uh, Billy Clinton, uh, "If you want, I'll spread your your guts all over you, all over this uh, corral. I'm happy to do it." He, no, you're you wrong. Believe you're wrong. You're, you're wrong. Believe you're it. wrong. You're wrong. No, I'm not. Yes, I'm you are. Yes, right. you are. No. All right. So let's see. Uh, left? Oh, who, who? Eric Schumacher played Doc Holliday in the. Uh, Tombstone Rush Mon. And he was, he was, I mean, he was he pretty was, good. He was Doc he, he was very he, good, he I thought. He looked like him. He coughed like him. Yeah. You know, he, he was Doc Holliday. All right, guys, we're about, we, we are out of time. Okay. Oh, just one last thing. Marjorie, Marjorie Maine as the love interest for Kurt Russell in Tombstone. <laughs> okay. Come one step closer, and old Bessie will spit right in your eye. Thank you very much. Or or Margaret Dumont. Closer. Bondi. I'm closer. Closer. No, closer. Closer. If you're any closer, you'll be. I'll be behind you. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's all the time we have for this edition of Emil Francis' Voices of the West. Next time we get together, it's going to be Movie Saturday. Mm-hmm. And usually on Movie Saturday, we have us an actor. And sometimes uh, Todd Roberts provides that actor. And but we don't have a live actor. Well, I don't know. If, if we, I have a dead one. We, we're supposed, we're talking about getting uh, Bobby Carradine. I on thought the show. he was scheduled for the 22nd. Uh, he, of, isn't, he, isn't he scheduled for Ju- July? Yeah. I thought he was scheduled this for July. 722, I thought he okay, was. Okay, nobody told me about this. I but told that's you that right when you said we didn't have a date on him. <laughs> Yes, that's okay. okay. I, I only You're did. not pay. You don't pay any attention I, to me I, at all. I only produce the damn program. Well, so, what do you, you know. know? I know. What the hell? <laughs> uh, that's it for this edition. If you next want him to get pay a bunker, if you want him to pay more attention to you, buy him a bottle of rum. Well, that's the problem. He already did. Um, <laughs> okay, next time we meet, it's movie Saturday. Our topic is going to be Ward Bond. Yeah, the great. Ward Bond. That's it for this edition. Thanks for listening. 78, 79, 80. What? Yes? What? What? So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West.